Hello, and welcome to Whispers of Lunabelle Island. This is a horror show and may include subject matter that some listeners might find disturbing, including depictions of helplessness, drug use, and violence. If that all sounds good, then please join us. Because if these things don't scare you, then we might just discover something that does. You still go to whatever heaven or Valhalla or like, you know, thing if you're only like trying to buy like 20% of the ticket. <laughs> I had to put my left foot and the right hand there. Sure. Anywho. <laughs> I'm really trying to find a way to tie this over to the beginning of this episode, but it's not easy. <laughs> hey, you shouldn't let me talk. I... You know, I've been thinking about actually like just like not allowing anybody to talk except for myself. I feel like it would be a lot the opposite of the role gaming yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, I just I edit everybody I was, else out. I was thinking that that's how every night goes. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> yeah, but he has an audience for this night. Speaking of an audience <laughs> that is being had, you're having an audience with Nolan Cooper the Hunter. Oh god, that was so painful. God, I hate that. <laughs> You're fired. Okay. Good. I'm hired, baby. Speaking of... <laughs> Stay. That didn't take long. God, the turnover right here is ridiculous. <laughs> Alright. Because we Go don't back pay our the... employees. I'm trying to do a thing here, Tanner. Will you please shut the fuck up? Unlikely. Yeah, that's <laughs> statistically that is accurate. So we go back to that dimly lit hunting shack. A little bit of haze hangs in the air. Nolan Cooper, the hunter, has since lit a cigarette, preparing for the conversation that you guys are about to have. And seeing Ronnie kind of poking around, uh sort of like nods over towards the corner and you see like a little table in the corner um, with a tin and a uh, electric kettle and he says there's some tea in the corner if that's what you're looking for perfect takes a long drag on a cigarette <clears throat> need something still to calm the nerves Do yeah still eyeing Dr. Greenwood she'll move that direction and start brewing tea okay <clears throat> um uh, for no particular reason, uh, why don't you give me an alertness check? Me? Yeah. Actually, you have a pretty good survival, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, bear don't trap. worry about the alertness thing. What is it? What is your? Yeah, it's a bear trap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, Ronnie what is, is like, while she does want to make tea, she is paying attention to things. That's that she's, what yeah. I figured. Snoop yeah, and you're you have like a seventy survival or something like that, right? Uh, actually, I only have a fifty. So it's the same okay. as I mean, my alertness. A 50 is enough. Actually, yeah, give me a roll. Let's see where it goes. We'll see. Yeah. I've been rolled bad last episode. Let's see if it's better this one. It's not better. I got a 60. <laughs> you got a 60 over 50? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, as you, you open this tin and kind of like check the tea out and it's got a nice pleasant aroma to it. <laughs> It's loose leaf. It's nice. It's the mushroom tea. <laughs> Again? You don't know that. Do I get a bonus because I drank some of the mushroom tea? <laughs> no, you already rolled a 60 over 50. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. Um, 
but yeah that's yeah electric kettle so you just switch that shit on you're just brewing some tea burn it okay i think that um, yes I, i'm assuming it was no, yeah i, I said yeah out. i'm brewing it. yeah okay discord yeah, okay. goes nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> which i mean i will loosely interpret to me a yes so that's fine um affirmative <laughs> my uh while this exchange has kind of started and is going on are you doing anything anything in particular or are you just kind of like trying to keep a read on nolan yeah definitely trying to keep a read on him um i she's not certain about this whole thing at all um okay that's fair so and she's aware that this this is something that breaks people and doesn't she doesn't know how he's gonna react sure. and so yeah I'm just um, ready to to like try to do damage control if his yeah, psyche fails him. I guess so. I mean right. mostly in a like psychological or helpful way. Um yeah, just in case stuff shit hits fan, I guess. Yeah, things always go well when the person with PTSD explains the super stressful situation. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I did I did like your um that uh first quote that's specifically about aliens. I feel like that was pretty apt for your character. That was, that was well done. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Nolan kind of eyeing you through the smoke of this cigarette that he's taking another drag on says, okay, well, why don't we start with the obvious? W what are we dealing with here? What, what ripped open that container? out there well it's not so obvious because <clears throat> I can honestly tell you I don't know that's why we're here bullshit you have to know something I don't know who sent you or what you're doing here or why you felt the need to come try and track down whatever this is but you have to have something to go on yeah we do but nothing about that I can't tell you what ripped open that container, but I can tell you is that we have evidence to believe that there is something supernatural happening here. Potentially, maybe supernatural isn't the word to use, but something that would cause a lot of panic. And our interests are to not cause panic, to prevent that from happening. And that's why we're out here. Um, well, do, have you ever made it to the mainland? No, sad to say, most. I'm not going to speak for everybody on the island, but everybody that I know lived our whole life here. Well, there was a. There was a person that made it from, they suppose, here to the mainland, and she was having some issues. Uh, the police department picked her up on the mainland, and unfortunately, we don't know where she is. We can't ask her any questions, and we were pointed this direction to try and get some answers. So that's why we're here. He takes another long drag off his cigarette. Says, they're from, from here, from Lunabelle. Potentially. Um, I believe... Well, have you had any missing persons? I mean, this... 
This island's got a kind of a sordid history in that department, but lately, in the past couple of decades, no. Hmm. Well, <clears throat> look. Can I human that? What you want? What do you want to know? I mean, I know the history, but I don't know like my or my character has brushed up on the history. But is there anything that like I'm missing from that? From him, his, that response. Are you just trying to determine if he's like holding anything back or potentially lying? Yeah. Yeah. What's uh again? What's your human? Seventy. Um, it definitely. Yeah, you'd be able to, I think, determine pretty definitively from that that um, you don't have much of a reason to believe that he's like obscuring anything. Okay. Look, I'm trying to give you as much information as I can. The fact of the matter is, is that we're kind of out here blind. Um, well, you're saying potentially missing person mm -hmm. from this island. Mm -hmm. Who who are they? That's part of why we're here. We're trying to figure out who they were. And we're trying to also, I mean, that documentary crew is also missing. You know, the two gentlemen that came out here before us. We do know the person's name. Or at least what they said their name was. So, you know. Oh, for the for the woman from yeah, the from the interview person. transcript. Yeah. My my uh, my uh, PDF has gone out of. Oh, it's I can see it right there. Yeah, I think just the first name, Car Caroline. Caroline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I mean, we are out here looking for Stanley and Dylan. That is not a falsity. And then the the other person, uh, and I'll I'll kind of do this and like. Gesture over at uh, at, at Maya because she's sitting there. Uh, Cara, Caroline, uh, she she was the other person we were looking for as well. So, I mean, that's that's all that's all above table. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that you know we think that Dylan and Stanley disappeared due to whatever is clawing open your blood barrels. One second. I gotta look something up real quick. The damage of a 44 Magnum. <laughs> right. <laughs> the damage of a 15 pound salmon. Uh, 40 millimeter howitzer. <laughs> yeah. He's holding on one second. I need to wheel something out really quick. <laughs> Stand perfectly still. Right. Don't. Don't move, move an inch. It's not actually going to matter. Yeah. The whole um, house is going to go away. Uh, he kind of, he perks up a little bit, or like at least he kind of freezes a bit. Um, trying to think over what you've told him, and he says, Caroline. Think of only ever heard of one Caroline on the island, but she died a long time ago. I was, I was just a kid. Mm. What was her last so, name? Uh, well, it was kind of a big deal mm. in the community. I remember that. I remember my dad talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, she was the daughter of one of the uh, 
I don't know, one of the big wigs that worked at the cannery. Simmons was their last name. But Simmons. Hold on, I think I actually have. Give me, give me a second. And um, he stands up out of his chair. And uh, Doctor Greenwood, what's your? You have a pretty good biology, right? Is it actually? I yeah. have your character sheet here. Yeah. It's fifty, right? Mm-hmm. It's fifty. Um, you notice he just looks tired. His eyes are pretty red. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of got like some, you know, some like bland, like what do you call that? Like modeling on yeah. his skin. Yeah. It's hard to tell. It. It almost kind of looks like it might just be from like you know a long period of alcohol abuse. Mm-hmm. But um, okay. you, you can definitely tell he's had better days. But yeah, he goes back and um, he's got like a kind of a filing cabinet in the in the corner, and he starts shuffling through it. I'm gonna Does look. Else? I'm gonna look yeah, over go to Maya, and I'm gonna give her like a little shrug behind his back, like I'll look over to Ronnie and do the same thing. Uh, I think. Uh... Ronnie's probably finished brewing the tea by now and is passing out the cups. And <laughs> we'll hand it to Freddie and just kind of lean in and be like, it wouldn't be the first time we had a missing person from a long time ago. Mm, don't remind me. And then she'll bring, walk over to him and hand him a cup and kind of glance over his shoulder at the file, like as he's digging through the files. <laughs> You're just like, he kind of like, yeah, and he kind of like, you know, <laughs> as you're like approaching, he says, admittedly, my filing system maybe could use some work. Just give me a minute. Does he take the cup? You, oh, you hand. Yeah, yeah. He, um, well, yeah, he says, uh, he's motion. He's like, can you just set it on the table for me? Yeah. I'll go back and set it on the table and give Maya one. Okay. Is there like a dead house plant that I can pour my tea into? <laughs> <laughs> you don't oh. think that I can do a good cup of coffee? I pull mean, a, <laughs> pull a cronk and just like pour it past you. Yeah, right. <laughs> you think Ronnie's trying to poison you, Freddie? Uh, I mean, I don't trust anything on this island to be perver- perfectly <laughs> candid. <laughs> Not uh, a goddamn thing. Eventually, Ronnie does take her, after she's given everyone a mug, she'll take hers over to the window. And maybe just double check that he locked the door again behind us and just stand near the window looking out while they're talking. Um, he didn't lock the door behind you guys, but I mean, I lock it. It's just a, it's just a <laughs> twist lock. And uh, he like kind of like turns when you do it, but then he just sees you're just trying to, you know, keep security tight. So he just kind of nods and returns back to what he's doing. But yeah, at this point, um, after digging through some files, he kind of he pulls up this like one piece of paper and turns back to you uh, Dr. Green when he sets it down on the table returns to his chair and pours himself another big shot of whiskey and slides it across to you I'm assuming you take a look oops oh yeah absolutely so there's kind of a couple things here Um, one is just a general this looks to be like a local paper and you haven't seen anything like it since you've been on the island so maybe this is something that like used to exist when there was more people on the island that's now sort of just you know left in a state of disrepair and uh when everybody kind of left in their big exodus but you mm-hmm. do see this article it's a brief article talking about how um the daughter of 
Dr. Jeffrey Simmons, who is the husband of Eleanor, um, lost a daughter, essentially to, and you see references sort of throughout this article talking, referring to this um, illness that's kind of unnamed. They just mm-hmm. refer to it generally as like a sickness or an illness. Mm-hmm. And that, um, yeah, th- that she will be sorely missed by the community. And uh, you can kind of tell your interpretation from this is that uh, it seems like this couple, uh, the Simmons family, was held in like pretty high regard by the community. And that this is something that like, this is something that is going to, that kind of racked the island community at the time that it happened because she was so young. She was, uh, I think, yeah, she was 12 is what the article says. And, and there's a... Sorry. Yeah, there's a um, a family portrait. There's like an older, kind of like, not older, but like middle-aged um, couple with uh, a small, like short uh, girl with a shoulder-length, you know, black hair. She looks to be about like 10 or so in this picture. And this might kind of like sort of claw at the back of your mind a little bit is that this picture... Well, it's tough to say from the age difference. There was security camera footage of this Caroline in the um, police precinct, and you could tell it was a, like, they described her as, like, you know, mid to late 20s um, with long black hair. So you do kind of make that connection there. And I would say that's probably enough to maybe warrant a sanity check. Ah, shit. Caroline, (laughs) in her interview with the police did say that her father was a scientist that worked at the cannery. Yeah, that's nice. Um, well, 50 over 46. Okay, so I guess let's let's play this out like in in the scene though. So I, I'm assuming Maya and um, Ronnie, you're both kind of like also looking over this, this R- newspaper clipping, right? Ronnie's at the window just kind of keeping an eye outside. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Real quick, I know I said I wasn't going to do it anymore, but I'm going to play teacher's pet nope, again. Keep doing it. God damn it. it. Wes, you have... PTSD. Dr. Greenwood has a mental illness. Mm-hmm. Every time he fails a sanity check, I he has to one. make another one. If he fails, he has an acute breakdown. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I remember something along those lines. Thank you, Tanner. You're welcome. Maya, you can also you'll, use your psychotherapy. Gonna, you'll get a gold... To help that. I get gold. Tanner star? gets a gold. Gets his gold star in his homework. He right, to go well, put right. his homework up on the whiteboard in front of everybody. Guys, so everybody can see how great he is. So I failed the first homework. one. I succeeded the second one. <laughs> okay. You what? I succeeded out the second one. You failed the first one though. Yes. Okay. Um. Well, let me find a thing. Did Maya say she was looking to? Maya, do you want to be a part of this? Um, I mean, if I can't do that and do what I was already doing, then no. What are you doing? Just trying to keep a lid on the situation. And, um, I mean, if I can do both without, without, uh, you know, risking not being able to do that, then I won't. But. Well, what do you mean? Are you just trying to like, by keep a lid on the situation, what do you mean? Are you just trying to control everybody's like emotions sort of, or like keep, yeah, I mean, keep everything in a more. In a healthier um, direction. Yeah, I just don't anything to blow up. When I, if I remember correctly, you were specifically like watching him, right? Yeah, yeah. Watching Nolan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nolan is cool as a cucumber at this point. Wes, you take, oof, you take three 
Uh, three damage. I mean, if I could like. He's cool as a cucumber at this point. Well, he doesn't know what we know about her. He hasn't, yeah, he doesn't have this connection, really. He's implying, and we're implying, that this missing person could be someone who died years ago. Potentially. I mean, like, he's just providing some context from what he knows. He doesn't, he's not, like, immediately jumping to the conclusion of, oh, God, the person that is from this island that supposedly went missing is also the same girl that died, like, you know, 40 years ago or whatever. I'm gonna, you'll see Dr. Greenwood his eye starts twitching for a moment and then he just he takes like a good 10 seconds looking at that photo then the eye stops twitching and he looks up and says do you mind if I hold on to this I forgot I had it by all means he'll fold it up and put it in his jacket pocket <clears throat> and then he'll might be no god if you need uh if you need more information on that, I I don't really remember it. I was a tiny kid. Right. My dad was that was more my dad's thing, but he's long gone. But um Um Hold on one second. No. It's Jack something. What's his name? I need but to, like, the bartender flip. was best friends with her. <laughs> dun, right. dun 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh real quick while you're I need looking to, like, something up. Latara, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. There was some aspect of this game, and I think it's when you get a mental disorder and or you reach your breaking point, but don't you like cross off a motivation and replace it with the mental disorder? I remember something about that too. So <clears throat> Yeah, something like that. Because it's supposed to represent I was just looking at my motivations, and that's such a cool concept of the system, is that once you hit your breaking point suddenly something that used to motivate you no longer does and instead your energy and your life is dedicated to that mental disorder right did you find the name yeah okay so yeah nolan and it's a name you've heard before but yeah nolan says a if i don't know if you need more information about that period of time on the island uh bookstore owner is a good guy to talk to Okay. Once you get him, once you get him going, honestly, he won't shut up, and he takes an, he takes his shot of whiskey. Nolan, do you want to help us? Do you want to protect this community? I want to do what I can to keep these people safe. We need to find Stanley and Dylan. They will hold answers we have questions to. Well, that was, and he kind of nods to himself. That was the first breadcrumb on all this trail. And he looks back to you and says, We don't get a lot of outsiders here on this island. And I can tell you from my experience doing what I do, it's not hard to follow people. It's not hard to follow game. Everybody leaves a trail, but... Your boys, Stanley and Dylan, they, I could say pretty definitively, they're people that didn't want to be followed. I tried to keep tabs on them, mostly just so I could avoid them when I was out bagging my game, but they disappeared pretty quickly after they got here. So if you have any leads, they're they're probably going to be news to me. (sighs) 
Okay. Well. How about this? Meet us at the Songbird tomorrow. We're going to go recruit with the rest of our team. Sleep the night. Wake up in the morning. And we'll continue this conversation. Because there's a couple things I want to check out. I want to see where this Caroline and her family lived. And I want to see their graves. Those are the two things I want to see tomorrow. And we can show you what we have on Stanley and Dylan. Well, uh, Ronnie's going to take a, while sipping her tea, glance over at you. And be like, uh, Freddie, maybe one or two of us should stay here tonight. Whatever did this might come back. It's been here every morning. What do you think? I'll look at Nolan. Well, well, I might think that's a good idea. I would also take into account the fact that this thing's whatever it is. It's attracted to the blood that I've been leaving out back. And you got any more? I'm not leaving any out tonight. You said Graves, the Simmons family, but he looks at you and says, her mom's still alive, Eleanor. She lives up by Bright Bell Lake. Mm. Maybe we pay Eleanor a visit. And he kind of like almost interrupting the last bit of your senses. Be careful around her. Why? A lot of people in this town are a little wary of her. A couple other people are pretty protective. Mm. She, she's got history here. A lot of people respect. A lot of people respected the Simmons family. I'm not saying you shouldn't go visit her. I'm just saying when you do, just be careful about what kind of impression you leave. Mm. Yeah, we don't really plan on well I don't really plan on making our presence known beyond this to you to anybody else really he takes another long drag off his cigarette kind of going down to the nub he just stubs it out in a beer can on the table says if I could give you another piece of sage advice be careful with the deputy too if he doesn't already have tabs on you, he will soon. He doesn't like any movement on the island, especially from people from the mainland without his knowing, so. Mm. Yeah. He's a good guy. Mm. He's just kind of a hothead, so. Okay. Watch your back if you want to keep all this between us. I do. He, he kind of cranes his neck, too, and, like, looks out of the window. You say you're not leaving any blood out. Is that because you don't want to, or you don't have any? I mean, he kind of smiles a little bit. It's both. Hmm. I don't know if I want to necessarily go inviting this thing back into the middle of town, whatever it is. Might come regardless. Might do more if it can't find it. It's used to, used to where it can get whatever it needs this for. I mean, who knows if we could use this in some way. 
I don't know yet, but... Best way to catch something you're after is usually with bait. But I got no intention of leaving bait for this thing in the middle of town. That makes sense to me. We might bait it later somewhere out of town. I can help with that. Mm. Nods to you guys. Meet us in the morning at the songbird. He takes kind of a big sigh, relaxes his shoulders a little bit, says, All right, bright and early. Gonna make use of the daylight while we got it. I agree. And again, it would be appreciative if, like you said, no one knows. Is it smart for you to stay here alone? You could come to the songbird tonight. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you could tell by looking around and he smiles a little. He's like, I don't, I don't live here. This is just where I process my yeah. game. Ah, I was wondering, no bathroom. What kind of place is this? <laughs> ain't got no shitter. <laughs> Where's the Maybe toilet? I'm going to find it. <laughs> I'll nah, stand up. in the blood trough. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stand up and I'll uh, look around and I'll. Extend my hand and I'll say, We'll be seeing you in the morning then. I hope so. And he grabs your hand, gives you a firm handshake. Just be careful out there. You too. I'll uh, down my tea and then walk over and nod at the teacup I gave him. Set my teacup down and be like, uh, Might help the nerves. It usually does. He kind of gives you a half smile. Turn and go. All right. No, walk out. So you guys, yeah, he, he walks over and unlocks the door for you guys. And you guys uh, exit the building, head off down the street. It's maybe about like 9, 9.30 p.m. at this point. Um, and as you guys head out into the cool night air, uh, Scorp, Dan, are you just passed out? Or are you making love in the truck? What are you guys doing? Oh, we already uh, did that. Yeah, after sex though, I do have a. <laughs> Wouldn't routine. call it make love so much as it's just you know like mechanically just sex it's for like the sake two of it. animals going at it. It's like a transaction. <laughs> it's a transaction of firm handshake. I'll give you fifty dollars. <laughs> you passionately make love to me. <laughs> um, I actually do have kind of a scene that I think would be fun to play out. I th I think that Dan and I found the truck but don't have the key and so we're laying in the bed of the truck and just kind of sobering up a little bit <laughs> and scorpion turns to dan and just goes so what was uh what was all that shit with your kid eight years in there was that all uh <laughs> where'd you get that tv show or something I was just trying to draw some attention, man. You know? Right. I, I figure you're talking about some serious stuff. People ain't gonna forget you. Right, but you hit hard after that accusation. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, man. Felt like... Hey, I'm trying to record a podcast and you're peeing with the door open. <laughs> <laughs> it's apparently the Garing way.
<laughs> I don't generally don't do it when people are recording. Podcasts, I don't understand. But, you know, the, don't maybe understand I have to get into concept. it. We're gonna have to wait because she's got a flush, dude. <laughs> God, why did I name one kind of more pertinent family Collins and the other one Simmons? You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Colin Simmons. Jesus, what? Because <laughs> you're fucking what? stupid. <laughs> What was I saying? <laughs> Sorry, the door's open for the cat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It was just like five minutes, the cat, like, Viper's just pissing loudly into the toilet with the door open. <laughs> I mean, her box is in there. I can't shut the door and then she can't go potty. Yes, you can. Yeah. You could shut it for 30 seconds. Anyway. You can't. can't. <laughs> okay, take, yeah, take, take, take us back to wherever we were before all the piss, Tanner. Uh, where were um, we? Um, what was uh, what was all that about? Not, I hit hard. About. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> After that accusation, you hit me real hard, and felt like there was some heart behind it. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really think it's you, Scorp. Don't worry about it, man. Yeah, yeah. No shit. I know it's not me. <laughs> you uh. You sure. You got a kid? Nah, it could be. I got a kid. Well, yeah, I, I, I think I got a kid. You, uh... Not my wife got a kid. Right, but you don't Younger know if it's our marriage. Yours. Young, uh... Look, man. Life's messy. You probably know it just as much as I do. And maybe, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe, I don't know your lady, but maybe she's a bundle of trouble, but. Oh, you don't know the half of it, buddy. I think I might. However, whether that kid's yours, uh, he view you as a, as his daddy. Uh, called me Dan the, way, the, the the day he went off to boot camp. Uh, I don't. I, maybe. Maybe. Maybe I just raised somebody else's kid for 18 years. Whatever. Doesn't matter. He's a badass. He's my if boy. If you raise the kid, he's yours. You know that, right? Oh, I, I, I know that. Oh, it's in the other sense that he's not my. You, you know what I'm saying. Look, man, just... Who's Samantha? I have n literally no idea. <laughs> Your notes are very what, bad. What, you said, what, was the, what was the name? Vanessa? Vanessa? Vanessa. Yeah, I knew it was someone with a V. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. No, no. Who's... Vamantha. Vamantha. <laughs> Scorpion's gonna reach to his chain Velcro wallet. Got flames on top of it. <laughs> really rip it loudly, open, rip it quietly, open. <laughs> and show you a photo of a young girl, maybe six or seven. That's Vanessa. I'm gonna meet you, Vanessa. <laughs> I'm never giving you a gin and tonic, Jack and Coke again. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty gross, bro. Look, 
if you raise that boy with us, your kid or not, hold on to what you can. Because people like you and me, we don't live long. And for all the bad we do, we need to leave something good behind. Hold on, I'll hold on to score. Oh. Sorry, Latarge, we're trying really hard to eat this cracker silently. Now. I mean, to be fair, I'm eating pistachios right now. Button on your mic. No, no, leave it in. No, no, I want to hear fine. it. I'm just giving you shit. And you lie. And this is exactly the outcome I wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna hold on to score. I taught that kid. I taught that kid how to shoot 14 targets in six seconds. And we're talking targets side of a quarter, 200 yard. That motherfucker gonna kill everybody that gets in his way if he ever goes into combat. Not because he lacks it, but because that's what he was born to do. What he was raised to do. Like father, like son, I guess. I know he's coming back in one piece. When he does, and he calls you Dan, I don't know, man, maybe you should correct him. Man, if he wants to call me Dan, that's uh, that's all right by me. His, he's saying it more to his mom than he is to me, I think. All right. Shit. I didn't say any of that, did I? But nope. I was just thinking that. You just told me you love me and we made passionate love. That is all. Oh, oh God, thank God. <laughs> all right, what are we going to do about starting this trip? A lot of wolves on this island. <laughs> a lot of wolves on this yeah, island. Yeah, trying to skip I'm, over I'm it. Right. It's uh, right right American you guys hear gas that? guzzling. At this, at this point, Dr. Greenwood and the rest of the crew come back. Just, oh, my God, get in the truck. There's wolves <laughs> everywhere. Wolves <laughs> 17 <laughs> wolves. <laughs> no, but yeah, at this point... <laughs> The rest of the party is uh, you're you're kind of returning to the area of Collins Bar uh, from your conversation with Nolan, and you hear slurred, probably drunk voices coming from the bed <laughs> of the. Uh, but you're <laughs> yeah, okay. You hear slurs coming from. You hear a bunch of slurs. It's a remote town. They haven't really like caught up to you know, like 2003 yet. So it's just a lot of slurs. <laughs> They've caught up to 2003. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the you know, you remember the tall, bar. the taller, yeah, the tolerant, uh, yeah, the Carlos <laughs> Mencia days. All right. <laughs> but yeah, no, you, you hear what sounds like, uh, Dan and Scorpion having a drunk conversation in the back of the truck. How's Ronnie feeling? And maybe it is. Why would you ask that, Ronnie? I don't know. Just wondering how she's feeling. Hmm. I mean, actually, on a completely unrelated <laughs> note to how Ronnie's feeling, uh, did anybody else have some tea while you were there? Maya? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I think that she probably is watching over everybody so closely. It got cold, and then by that time, she just didn't drink it. I don't know. Okay. I mean, that's fine. You can say no. Ronnie, you had a you had a couple you you drank your tea, right? Yeah. As you guys are 
returning to the area of Colin's bar. Um, the night is getting on. You know, you have the cool night air breezing through your hair. Uh, Ronnie, give me an alertness check. Alertness. What do you got there, Tanner? What is that? All these random alertness checks that I'm doing. I love alertness checks. Oh, it's the Elemidor. It looked blue. I thought it was like gin or something. No. That's Just when you're a, uh, 59 over 50. Nice. I mean, yeah, you, you are noticing that the air feels particularly nice on your skin. The maybe it's the ocean air coming off of the water. It's nice and cool, and it's it's a cold, you know, again, cold autumn day in September. But um, despite the weird tense conversation, you're you're feeling kind of like remarkably relaxed. All right, I'm gonna pull out the keys as we approach the truck and uh, turn to Freddie and be like, "Man, this island sure has some nice fresh air. Feels good." And then walk up to the truck and kind of bang on the back and be like, buckle up, and then go to drive. We're in the bed of the truck. You didn't leave the keys. It's cool. <laughs> we had to have sex for warmth. Is it? Is <laughs> that too? We were forced to. <laughs> How dare you? You did this it, to us. Is it frigid out? Like, would I call it cold? <clears throat> it's definitely jacket weather. No. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 September I'll on a fucking it. island kind of off the coast of the, you know, like in the Pacific. It's 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 kind of cold. Like you wouldn't die if you only had a T-shirt, but you would be uncomfortable. Yeah, I'll kind of raise an eyebrow and I'll go. I'm kind of chilly. Although. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> I'm kind of chilly, but I do like the ocean air. Chili con carne. I'm kind of drunk. Gazoon tight. <laughs> believe it's pronounced carne asada. <laughs> Chimichunga. <laughs> Chimichunga. I love chimichungas. Anyway, I'll get in the car. If anybody looks at me, I'm kind of like spacing out. Like that's how Freddy is feeling right now. He's very spaced mm. out, very like thinking about other things. How's your sanity doing there, bud? Good. Yeah. It's fine. Good. 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 Cool. It's fine. Good. Good. I think Dan is going to like slowly like poke his head in through the window and look around and he realizes he's like four inches from Freddy's face. That's the first person he sees and he's like sees you just staring into space and he's got a blank look on his face too and he's just like, yeah, me too, buddy. Well, start also, I, don't, I don't know if you guys want to address that. Uh, Scorp- Scorpion and Dan are obviously intoxicated at this point. Like, oh, yeah. I think it was kind of expected. Yeah. I'm just yeah, glad Freddy they made it to the back of... to the truck and didn't yep. get arrested. Uh, okay. Do, do we want to talk account- about accountability no. of our nights here? <laughs> we did fine. Ronnie had low confidence we, we... in what you two were up to. We compromised <laughs> our whole objective. It's great. Yeah. Blew our cover, <laughs> compromised our objective, and told the single most well equipped person how to kill. I can't talk. Anyway. That's fine. See, you can you're take drunk. that again. If you <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. drunk. I have Let's a feeling back. you compromised our mission, gave away our secrets, and I'm going to have to I'm going to slide the one. window closed. <laughs> Ronnie's going <laughs> to glance over at Freddy and be like, How you doing, man? I know that 
was a tough conversation. He'll be staring off on, like, the, the passenger side of the car, and I'll go, <clears throat> well, I don't know. just brings up more than what we went through in Big Timber is all. Yeah, I know. How about a little fun as I glance over my shoulder and uh, look at maybe Dan, who still has his face just pushed up against the glass. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a micro sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I have those micros. Yeah. I'm going to rev the engine and then once we get out of the little town area, maybe like hit it and do some donuts and stuff on the way. Zane, don't kill us for this. Uh, Zane, absolutely kill him for this. We're thinking about definitely it. not wearing seatbelts. <laughs> I told you guys to buckle up. <laughs> How do we buckle up in the bed of a pickup? There's like jump seats back there. You, you have a lap belt. Oh, it's not, not going to feel good, but you're no, not going to be flying out of the truck. Yeah, she's not. Yeah, trying, no, that's what I mean. She's not trying to kill them, but she is messing with them because they're drunk. Well, she might okay. kill them anyways. So maybe not full donuts, but like spin in a little bit, like swerving. You're going you're to get to the end and you're going to be fine. like, where's Scorpion? Where's Dan and Scorpion? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, look, Dan's on that tree and that tree. Ooh. <laughs> Hightail at home, there's so many wolves. Yeah, there's so many wolves. <laughs> so you, are, you guys are heading back to the Songbird at this yeah. point? Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I mean, uh, you guys, yeah, you guys reach it generally without incident and with a minimal amount of wolves uh, interrupting your path. I'm just um, hitting them like in taxi. It's only a couple dozen taxi. The game hitting them like in taxi? Crazy taxi? Is that crazy taxi? Yeah, when you're like, you try to hit things. I think it's crazy yeah. taxi. Yeah. I mean, I think you try not to hit things and just drive recklessly, but I mean, what do I know? <laughs> that was more of a Simpsons hit and run. <laughs> Definitely a hit jump. It's in the game. It's in the name of the game. Hit and run. <laughs> yeah, hit and yeah. run was badass. Hit, you hit it, you hit it, and then you run. Yeah. Except you oh. never run. You only, only drive. You hit, and that's it. You hit, and then you wait for the police patiently. Hidden drive. So you're a responsible citizen. Anyway, <laughs> you guys pull back into the uh, as you're pulling back into the songbird. You notice the the main house where Sebastian lives. The lights are on. Um, but other than that, it seems pretty quiet. Let's go see if Sebastian will help our pause. <laughs> Sebastian, I need to tell you something important. We're here. We're on account of we're on your best of this organization called Delta Green Super Secret. Sebastian, don't tell anybody. Or Sebastian, it's Scorpion. Are you the crab from the, the mermaid thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh. something. You know you have to tell me if you are. You have to like, tell me you if you're a crab from the mermaid thing. <laughs> yeah, I broke in here. <laughs> I know you're sleeping. Cuddle up. <laughs> the second man I've had sex with tonight. <laughs> but this one's only because it's kind of cold outside. It's not for me. That's using you for your bed and sex. All right, what are you guys doing? Ronnie throws I'm open the inside. window to the back and just kind of pokes her head back and checks out how they're doing back there. How are you guys doing back there? That's Unconscious and dying. Okay, cool. Oh. I think Dan's like bumming a cigarette off a of scorpion. I got something. Dan and Scorp, why don't you both give me a con times five rolls and see how that's going. Uh, while yeah. they're con times fiving, did I catch what type of smokes our hunter was smoking? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. That is a good question. 
What? <laughs> oh, look at that. What what happened? Eight under eighty-five. <laughs> wow. Nice. I feel great. Yeah. Who wants a shot? Dan. Ooh. Sixty-two over sixty. That, oh, that makes sense, dude. You drink a gin and tonic Jack and Coke. Uh, <laughs> You're done, man. Like if I for the zing, rest of the mission, I, really. I, I, I got a pretty good feel for this uh this fail if you want to let me. Oh no, go ahead and go ahead and explain to me how you how you yeah, how, yeah how I think subpar uh, con roll affects uh, Dan. I think Dan is like he's just bumming a cigarette from Scorp. He opens the tailgate and he's gonna go sit down on it, but he's still standing in the bed forgets that and it goes to sit like he was on the ground and so just pretty much falls backward off the tailgate as he's like taking his first drag of his cigarette <laughs> and uh i don't know do i hit my head let's say this probably happens as you're pulling into the songbird like approaching whatever your parking spot is um yeah no i think i think you do definitely like fall off the back of the back of the truck but uh i think the only thing that really happens is you just you know fall in like a mud puddle or something and you're just soaked. <laughs> I just lay there sucking on this wet cigarette. Yeah, your cigarette's <laughs> fine. Your cigarette managed to avoid most of the oh, moisture. Okay. Nice. Scorpion will pop down um, and help him up and be like, "All right, soldier boy, let's get you. Let's get you inside." <laughs> All right, that was good, man. Give him that fucking cigarette back. You don't need this. Tasty though. <laughs> I light it with my cigarette and put two in my mouth. I have a problem. Nice. <laughs> Optimal. Yes. Problem. And then I slap really a nicotine patch on my shoulder. <laughs> Man, I can drink, but that nicotine is hardcore shit. How y'all do it? <laughs> we uh, I just want puff of that thing. I didn't know where the hell I was. Yeah, that's all right, buddy. Come. <laughs> um. So as, yeah, you two are kind of stumbling back towards one of the cabins, and um. Uh, yeah, Dr. Greenwood, as you're exiting the vehicle, you, you do kind of like flash back to that and you think like, oh, like, it's interesting because our buddy Nolan is just smoking, smoking rollies, just like, you know, he rolls his own cigarettes. So mm-hmm. no filters or anything, no discernible brand, okay. but definitely not the same style of cigarette that you found thus yeah. far from, uh, from the Delta Green Recon team or whatever. That outs left that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll shake my head at the thought and <clears throat> walk inside and I'll kind of uh, sit down wherever I'm sleeping and kind of stare at the floor. Okay. So you guys are kind of settling in for the night? Uh, as we're walking in, I'm going to scan the wood line for any signs of someone watching us. Sure. Uh, especially where we know they were watching from before. I mean, yeah, you guys have been gone all day, so are you doing, like, what? what is, are you guys, obviously, this is kind of unknown territory still, are you guys just kind of settling in? I imagine some people are doing, like, some basic security checks and stuff. Uh, well, the two of our sneakier ones seem to be a little out of it. And They're I'm hammered, not, so yeah. I'm not great sneaking, so I'm not, like, walking, like, through the woods and trying to, like, be stealthy. I'm just, like, kind of doing a perimeter check. Sure. Just going on a, on a nice night walk. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. With all the wolves. Um, Are you are you looking for anything in particular, or are you just kind of checking the, uh, excuse me, the perimeter? Just, I mean, anything suspicious, but specifically something watching us is kind of on her mind. 
Okay. Um, yeah, why don't you go ahead and give me a survival roll? Yay, I finally rolled well. Uh, five under 50. Ooh. Nice. Okay. Um, we'll come back to that in a second. Uh, Agent Oakley, what are you up to? I don't know. We're all back at the cabins, so... Mm-hmm. I think, actually, uh, I bust in with Dan, and maybe Dan's got a little bit of blood on his cheek from falling off a moving <laughs> car, and I'm just like, Hey, I could use a hand here. And then Scorp's oh, got a little bit of man. blood <laughs> Not on you. his lip from getting punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, swollen <laughs> lip, probably. Getting yeah. cold cock. Maya will run over and be like, Jesus, hell of a alibi. What were you guys up to? Believe it or not, ugh, everything went according to plan. Help me get him to bed. You know, from like a soldier, I thought he'd drink more. <laughs> Maya will help. I drink a lot. What are you talking about? Yeah, you did, buddy. I'm perfectly fine. I don't even need to walk him to bed. See? I'm walking by myself right now. Where are you guys at? And we let him go and he dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, under my shoulders. I'm like, oh. Uh, I guess I. Help me get him to bed, will you? She's helping. All are good friends. You know that? And we just kind of feel like I've known you. 17 days, not two. The nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. Yeah, because you guys are in the one cabin and Ronnie and I are in the other. No. Is that how you guys worked it out? Uh, I think it was actually me and Dan in the same cabin, but. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah. I figured. Maya was in ours. Yeah, I figured you guys are all in the same area at the same point at this point but uh Scorp's gonna turn to you Maya and be like so what the hell did you guys get up to we actually saw Nolan the hunter I'll stop staring at the floor at this point and kind of glance over at her yeah what did that piece of shit have to say quite a bit actually um let me look at my notes. I'm bad at like this part. <laughs> um, what notes? Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm good at notes, but so I'm bad at like recapping and character. <laughs> um. Well, also, I'm, I'm afraid. I know he's gonna be mad at me, so I don't <laughs> say anything. No, that's good. That's good. That's good content. We already got tension as characters. This is good. No. Yeah. This is a good thing. I picked a bad thing. you to yell at you. I got a gun. Yes, and screaming at each other. Well, he can. As soon as you raise his voice, I'm just going to shoot him. Uh. <laughs> now you listen. <laughs> I have a feeling I need to kill Doctor Greenwood. Real quick. <laughs> Hold on. I'm pausing this conversation. Well, we um, got him to confide in us, and he showed us um, a blood barrel that he had for processing animals, and it was ripped open in a way that doesn't make sense, and there was no blood 
except for what was dried inside of it. Um, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, no matter which way you guys <laughs> want to look at this, that is like kind of one of the stronger, if not the strongest lead that you've had thus far. So this is a net positive thing for sure. And also a hell of zens to say to bring, like, yeah. <laughs> while you're still coming into context, you're like, a right. bucket of blood, barrel of blood. <laughs> that's what a the first, fuck? To believe it or not, that's the first thing that happened tonight <laughs> for us. What the fuck? What? Where did he show you this? Yeah, we saw it. We all saw it. Me, Ronnie, and Freddy. For the documentary? Is no, that, like I said, he confided it in us. Uh, no, I don't think that we did. We got kind of uh, caught up in the moment. Um, and to be fair, we confided in him a bit. So, because we need someone like him on our side. He's already been, I guess, affected by this. So we took the next step. What the fuck does that mean? Would you confide in him? Well, uh, ready? <laughs> I'll sit up and I'll go, Look, we confided in him enough information to get it so that he will be an asset to us. Don't he talk to me like a cop. What did you fucking say to him? Well, I'm not a fucking cop. Then stop that. speaking. In fucking riddles and shit. What exactly did you tell this man about why we're here and what we know? I told him we're here because something weird's happening. And I told him we're here to find our film crew. Scorpion, like, grabs his head and just depresses into his temples. And he's like, You told him. We're here because something weird happened? Yes. Did you say that? Unexplainable. He knows, I think is what I said. And he knows it's not a fucking cougar. He's not dumb. At least he's Who the one that Who gives a fuck? What does he have to do with our mission? We have now just compromised everything. No, we did not. What we did was we... Uh, we, we have ensured that he is not going to get in our way. He's not going to try and track us down, figure out what we're doing because we were suspicious to him already. He is going to be the one that stays out of our way now. He is going to be the one that tells everybody. He is no, he's the not. butcher. He is the one who supplies meat to this community of 100 people. Right. Well, and six people this can point too. keep it secret if five of them are dead and now we've got a seventh. Look, I can't. No one's drunk. gonna. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> well, and, and Dr. Greenwood, I don't mean to drive this conversation, but <clears throat> I, I do think that if you're trying to weigh the value of this person as an asset to your team at this point, you, among him introducing you to the strongest lead that you've had so far on what exactly is going on here, he also was able to provide you with the closest thing to a that connects the events in Seaside with yeah. that woman they found to this island, yeah, which was, was kind yeah. of very, very closely parallel with like your main objective. Yes, which I'm warming up to. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to look at Scorpion. I'm going to say, <sighs> you really can't see it, can you? You can't see what we have mitigated here. 
Because if he goes out and spouts something like this, we have six people to discount everything. He would sound like a, a someone who's insane. Sure, he'll get some people on his side, but it, look, look. He's going to be an asset, and he already has been. And I'll, out of my jacket, I'll pull out the piece of paper. He's already linked to what we're here for, and I'll toss it at you. Scorpion doesn't even look at the paper. And he says, this is not an asset. This is a fucking liability. You and I just have to disagree on that. You know, How the fuck did you get involved in this, huh? How the fuck did you? You go to Montana? How the fuck did I? Listen, it was a, it was a risk and we took it. And it, now it's already happened, so what are you going to do about it? I have half a mind to go fucking kill him. Because you know what? He, right there, that person might stand between us and going home. And I don't know about you guys, but I've got a life outside of this fucking bullshit. And I don't trust some hillbilly hunter with my life. I barely trust you all. Look, we are not going to sit here and we're not going to bounce off the walls just to come back to where we are right now. What's done is done. We have to use them as we can. What's done now. is done. Yeah, what's done is done. What's done is done without me or Dan. Yes. Ronnie, if you, Ronnie, if you want to interrupt, just do it. Well, I'm just wondering if I am hearing this from outside. Probably. <laughs> oh, probably, yeah. If I haven't found anything, I'm going to make my way in. You have, but I can. It's nothing urgent that we can't just cover after you're done with your rotation okay. or your search. Do you want to know? You probably want to know that information before you go back inside this. So I'll just go ahead and give it to you really quick. Um, as you're patrolling the perimeter, you find one notable thing, and that's that um, as you get to the spot where you're pretty sure those uh, cigarette butts were, where there was supposedly somebody sitting in the tree line, you've noticed that they're gone now. Cigarettes were gone. Yeah, the butts were. So it looked like somebody came and potentially maybe cleaned them up or removed them. It's tough to say who or why at this point. It could have been whoever it was returning to clean up the scene of the crime. It could have been it could have been Sebastian just cleaning up his property. Yeah. Yeah, I'll make my way inside. Okay. I think as you come in and- in the middle of all that yelling, you hear Dan go, guys, guys, this is nice down a little bit. Scorp got some valuable information from the sheriff's office. Totally uh, blowing over what Dan's mumbling. I go, look, <laughs> I made an executive decision that I would expect anybody else to make. In that situation, uh-oh. you make the executive decision that you have the the evidence pointing towards. If you were in that situation and made a different situation, uh, d- different conclusion, that's fine. But I thought I did what was proper and necessary to continue driving towards the goal that we came here to do. And who elected you the fucking leader of this group? Ronnie slams the door as she comes in. You guys need to quiet the fuck down. You You're going to pull the, f- the whole town to us. And that is the opposite of what any of us want. Look. Executive decision, my fucking ass. I don't know who died and made you leader. But I have everything on this goddamn mission. I fail this. I don't go home. I go to fucking prison. And I know you you all were wrapped up in whatever the fuck happened in Montana in 99. 
And I wasn't there for that. I'm not your fucking team. But I gave up everything to get here. I gave up everything. And I'm not about to have some fucking inner group of friends in Montana leading themselves through this whole town, putting my fucking life in danger for executive decisions. Maybe you did the right thing. Maybe you didn't. If he dies or if I dies, that fucking blood is on your hands. And you can call my daughter and you can tell her why her daddy's not coming home. That sound good to you? If we fail this, no one's going to prison. We'll all be dead. Along with whoever else on this island. Speak for yourself. And I pull out a cigarette. Get the fuck out of my cabin. At this point, who has the highest alertness? 61. They beat Drunk Dan by one. (laughs) Is that with your minus 20? Yeah. (laughs) Damn. At this point, Dr. Greenwood, kind of cutting through the noise of the commotion that's going on in this room with the argument taking place, you hear a muffled crash come from cabin four. I'm going to stand up rapidly and draw my pistol and I'm going to turn towards the door and I'm going to say you're not the only one sacrifice things to be here if you want to make sure that this mission is a go I heard something and we should go check it out now pull your head out of your ass and let's go and I'm just going to kick the door open and I'm going to start heading towards uh, cabin four I like that you I fit in a uh, last word yeah, and then also we're like hey, anyway let's go <laughs> I think you'll be very you can't say anything else let's go <laughs> I mean, he's doing this quickly, so. Yeah, I know. It's just funny. It's very, yeah. (laughs) I think, uh, Doc Greenwood, you'd be very surprised that as you get out the door, Dan files out immediately behind you (laughs) and is on your shoulder. (laughs) Here's the gun of a, a, or the sound of a gun, like, moving at all. He's fucking sober. (laughs) We're good. Yeah. What's going on, Doc? In fact, what should we hear? um, What are the rules around stimulants in Delta Green? I don't know. Cocaine uh, hard man drugs has can some... give you a plus twenty percent or a plus ten percent. I think depending on the a check. Plus, so the plus twenty could that be used to counteract the minus twenty from being intoxicated? Most likely, yeah. Okay. Uh, um, Scorp, you you showed Dan your coke, right? Thought you did. <laughs> I don't. Well, hold on. Know. Let me let me let me present something else that's kind of yeah. fun that probably doesn't fit within the rule set of this game at all. Um. Dan, you're you're in a mental state that you haven't been in a long time, maybe because you've taken, you know, you haven't drank in a while, and the sound of a weapon cuts through that inebriation like a fucking knife through butter. So you kind of instantly dive into that state of mind where you're in a combat high. And so for the next hour or however long it would take a, adrenaline to dump, you're going to get a plus 20%, but I'm going to say up until after that, the point where you sleep, you'll get a minus 30% total on top of your inebriation. Okay. So that combat high is enough to kind of counteract the drunkenness at this point. Nice. Hell yeah. I'll but like only that. for a brief period of time, and then you're going to take an even harder hit. So I'm not even yeah. going to say it's going to an hour. This is going to be like maybe 15 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say adrenaline would probably be 10, 15. Okay. So yeah, Dan, you were just 
your mind instantly lights up. You're firing all cylinders, and you're right behind Dr. Greenwood. I'm on you, Doc. Let's get this motherfucker. All right, let's go. Ronnie glances over at Scorpion and then follows Freddy. He just shakes his head at you, goes to his bag, unzips it, grabs his son off, follows. At a quick run. So you guys are just kind of heading straight towards the, uh, straight towards cabin four from the front. Yeah, and when we're approaching it, I'm going to motion like this to to Dan because he's behind me to go around the other side. Yeah, you hear just very vaguely hear like a footstep in the direction that you indicated. You don't hear anything else. Dan's gone. Okay, so Dan, you're circling around behind. And um, yeah, I say as you guys are approaching the front door as well, you do notice it is slightly, not even slightly, it's it's fully open. And you can hear some rummaging kind of like coming around from inside. And I'll, I'll kind of do this. And I'll uh, kind of walk up to the door. You feel a big meaty hand on your shoulder. Right behind you. You won't see me nod. And I'll point up this and that. And then I'll, uh... I don't know what wait. that means. Also, neither do <laughs> uh, the... the neither either. does the audience, because they can't see. Oh, yeah. I, I, put up, I put up my pointer finger to be like, one second, hold. And then I put up my fist. And I... I but I, I'll, you know, I'll pat your hand and want you to come with me. And we're going to lean against the door. And I pause for a moment to allow Dan to get to the other side. And then I bang on the door frame and go who's in there you hear the shuffling cease abruptly and in the darkness it's hard to make anything out you said do you have your flashlight just pointed straight in no I don't have my flashlight on yet oh, okay I wanted yeah, to, in the d- I didn't want to ice uh, the, the owner of the songbird or anything <laughs> sure yeah, yeah. I guess that's a, that's a question is is the back door unlocked is Dan have any delay in being able to get inside uh you guys didn't lock it when you left right no no then it would still be unlocked okay then you'll probably see dan's uh sig flashlight and i'll i'll turn on my flashlight and kind of point it in okay as you illuminate the interior of the room through the front door you see a figure a man hunched over in the middle of the floor. You can't see his face. He's hunched down on his hands and knees, kind of swaying slightly, but he doesn't seem responsive. Identify yourself. His head kind of turns towards you, but not not enough to see his face. It's almost as, as if he hears you, but... He doesn't seem to be quite like coherent enough to respond to your orders. Almost like he's drunk, maybe. I'll I'll look back to Scorpion, and I'll go. Watch my back, and I'm gonna. I'm on you. Burst in. Sawn off, pointed at him, and be like, "Get the fuck up." Is anybody else doing anything at this point? Yeah, I think Dan has uh, tried to post up right around the nearest corner, and then 
as soon as it sounds like anybody else breached, he's gonna just flank. Where's, yeah, Maya uh, would behind? come in, would be with you. Yeah, what are we? Uh, what are we seeing? Uh, this guy's in plain light from both directions. So, Scorpion, you're kind of taking point on this, and as you, as you, bust in and issue your command, this, this man hunched over on the floor, kind of slowly and shakily, turns up to look at you, and you notice as you see his face, this is Stanley Meyer, one of the Delta Green Recon team. Wow! And his face and. Dr. Greenwood, you're kind of in tail, or you're in tow, right? You're kind of back there yeah, too. Yeah, I'm you can absolutely. Sort of see. I'm right on. I'm right on Scorpion's ass. Anybody who's in the room can see this. His face and his eyes are just bloodshot. You can see veins creeping across his pale flesh, and he looks up at you, Scorpion, and in a raspy voice says. You're too late. And we'll pick this up next time. The Whispers of Lunabelle Island. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Ugh. <laughs> I'm tired. I got mad at Wes. Yeah, that was a lot of yelling. Good job, guys. I love also how you're like... Dylan? Stanley. 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 I also love how it's like we get in a fight and then it's like, oh shit, you got my back? Yeah, I got your back. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't great. trust you. By the way, I got your back. <laughs> By the way, I trust you to have my yeah. back implicitly. I don't trust you. I love you. Yeah. We I trust you to point trust. a gun past me and not at me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. While I'm not looking at you. But yeah, you recognize this to be Stanley Meyer, who is one of the pair of the Delta Green Recon team. Oh my team. god, Stanley Meyer oh, yeah. of the Oscar Myers? The leader <laughs> empire? The most powerful and influential family in the world. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Reroll Gaming Podcast. This actual play, Whispers of Lunabelle Island, is published by arrangement with the Delta Green Partnership, the intellectual property known as Delta Green is a trademark and copyright owned by the Delta Green Partnership, who has licensed its use here. The contents of this document are copyright Zane Gehring, excepting those elements that are components of the Delta Green intellectual property. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we can use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright Zane Gehring. The Chronicles of Rail theme and the Frequency theme are copyright Tanner Prentice. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes of Whispers of Lunabelle Island release every Friday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.